Well, hello and welcome to the Fire Drawn Air bonus show. Before I talk about anything else at all, I want to apologize for the lateness in this episode. Um, this one should have been done last week, but I was away in London last weekend. And while I was in London, I didn't do any of the things. I didn't go and see Big Ben. I didn't go and see Buckingham Palace. I stayed in my hotel room working on this episode and I had it all ready to record when I got back, but as happens sometimes, I got some kind of sickness on the plane on the way home, and I've been dying from a sore throat all week long, so I literally haven't been able to speak a few sentences without ending up in fits of coughing. So I'm only getting around to it now. However, I hope it was worth the wait. The song I want to look at today is known as Molly Vaughan or Polly Vaughan or sometimes the shooting of his deer or the fowler or Peggy Vaughan or Molly Bond, Molly Banding at the setting of the sun, the shooting of his deer or sometimes Jimmy went a hunting. So this is Road Ballad number 166 and it also has a Laws number which is 036. Now I haven't really talked about the Laws Ballad Index before, but it's essentially another system similar to Road or Child, except this one is based on songs that were originally printed on broadsides in the UK, in Britain, and subsequently made their way into the American singing tradition. This system is roughly divided into categories, and the O section that we're concerned with today, with this ballad, um, contains songs all about faithful lovers, so the name Laws comes from its creator, George Malcolm Laws, or I've heard people refer to him as just Malcolm Laws as well. Um, and it was published in his book, American Balladry from British Broadsides. Now, there's no child number for this ballad, like the one we did last month, but interestingly, this ballad was included in Child's earlier 1857 collection, English and Scottish Ballads, but not English and Scottish Popular Ballads, which is his big collection that we're always referring to on this podcast. Now, so, some have commented that the reason why Child did not include it in the English and Scottish Popular Ballads was due to the view of a man called Robert Jamieson. Of the song. Now, why should child care what Robert Jameson taught? Well, at one stage it was taught that the earliest record of this ballad was the one attributed to Robert Jameson in 1799. This was the year that Jameson sent a letter to his friends which contained a composed ballad from his pen entitled Lord Kennet and Fair Eleanor. And this was based on a ballad story that he had heard when he was a child. So Robert Jameson was born in 1772 and probably heard the ballad around the year 1777. Now he 
was very dismissive of this song. He referred to it as a silly ditty of a young man who, returning homeward from shooting with his gun, saw his sweetheart and shot her for a swan. Seven years later, in 1806, he published popular ballads and songs, which included a legitimate traditional fragment of the ballad entitled Peggy Bond, and this he got from his much-valued friend, Professor Scott of King's College, Aberdeen, who had taken from the recitation of one of his maid servants. Now, as I mentioned, Jameson was very dismissive of this ballad. He referred to it as a silly ditty of a young man who, returning homeward from shooting with his gun, saw his sweetheart and shot her for a swan. He stated that it was fit only for the nursery and also went on to say, this seems to be one of the very lowest description of vulgar modern English ballads which are sung about the streets in country towns and sold four or five for half a penny to maid servants and children. And I owe an apology to my readers for attempting to introduce such paltry stuff to their notice. In the last while, however, it has come to light that these two versions from Jameson were not the earliest publications of the ballad, but that there were at least four print versions published before 1800, the earliest of which was probably published in 1765. Now, I don't think that Jameson's plot summary really cuts it, so I'm going to attempt another one. Basically, in its fullest version, the plot goes something like this. As the sun is setting, Molly Bon, or Polly, or whatever her name is, I'd say Molly in the earliest versions, she's on her way home from her uncle's, when a sudden shower of rain comes on. She takes shelter under a green bush and covers herself with her white apron. At the same time, her lover, who has been out hunting all day with his dog, is coming home with his gun in his hand. The light is getting dim, and because of this, he mistakes the white of Molly's apron for the whiteness of a swan's feathers. And he shoots her, and he kills her. When he realises what he has done, he returns home to his father or his uncle sometimes to tell him what has happened, and he is advised not to flee the country, but to stay and stand trial. There's also quite often a revenant ending whereby the ghost of Molly or Polly appears at the trial and explains what happens. Um, she's compared to all the pretty girls lined up in a row and it says that she shines in the middle of all of them like a mountain of snow. Now, the ballad is very well known in Ireland and according to ballad scholar Steve Gardham, it's undoubtedly a Northern Irish ballad, and I think most people would be in agreement with this. Um, even English variants of the song are frequently sung to Irish tunes. Um, it's appeared in a number of Irish collections, so in Colm O'Loughlin's Irish Street Ballads, it's number 29. He prints a version from a P. Walsh of Clogher Valley, which was collected around 1938. And Patrick Weston Joyce also published it in Old Irish Folk Music and Songs, which came out in 1909. He commented on a song and he said, In the last century, this song was very popular in the Midland and Southern counties. I once heard it sung in fine style on the streets of Dublin by a poor woman with a child on her arm. Like several other ballads in this book, it obviously commemorates a tragedy in real life. My version is just as I learnt it from the intelligent singers of my early days. The air is the same as Loch Sheeling of Moore's song, Come Rest on This Bosom, but a different version. Now, any regular listeners to this show will know that I'm really not usually in favour of trying to find uh, real-world historical precedents for the plots of traditional ballads, but this is one that's different, and after perusing the evidence, I think there might be something to be said for there being an actual historical basis for this particular song. 
to get back to laws again, he actually had a plan for determining whether or not a ballad was fictional or had a historical basis. So he suggested that in fictional ballads, number one, the characters have been given conventional names or they are nameless. So think about the amount of ballads where the man is called Johnny or John or Jack and the woman is called Nancy, you know, things like that. Um, number two, the time and the place of the alleged event are not precisely stated. Number three, the ballad has a stereotyped or contrived plot. And number four, the action is recounted without much circumstantial detail. Now, clearly, the ballad in question does not meet these criteria. First of all, plenty of Irish variants give full specific names for both the maiden and the hunter. Molly Bon Lavery or Molly Bon Lowry and James Reynolds, respectively. Now, the only times that the names of either protagonist are conventionalized are in North American versions, which are, I suppose, far enough away from the source of the ballad in order for that to happen. You hear names like Jimmy Randall for the man, for example, which kind of calls to mind versions of Lord Randall. Um, but the Irish texts seem to prefer the full names, so this might suggest, as some have pointed out, that Irish singers and their audiences fully understood that the story told in the ballad was a real event. Secondly, the place of the event is actually given in some versions, um, although these do differ. Um, more of that later on. Thirdly, I don't think this is a very common, um, like stereotyped or contrived plot. There are parallels in mythological history in classical myths um, again i'll mention that later on but i don't think it's um, enough to call this stereotyped finally there's far more time and energy given to the circumstantial details in this ballad than the description of the main event and um, the connected events that immediately follow molly's death like the court case receive far greater attention than the actual shooting element but further to the arguments for this ballad being based on a real life events there's an article in ulster folklife in 1845 which quotes a manuscript from kilwarland county down which named james reynolds and molly ban lavery born in lisburn and educated in lurgan hugh shields suggested that the names ban and reynolds as proper to the song, would give the shooting incident it describes a certain sectarian character for the Laveries are Catholics and the Reynoldses Protestants. He also stated that he had been told that the author of a song was the local 19th century poet Pat Reynolds, who was allegedly related to the protagonist James Reynolds. So Hugh Shields had an informant who told him about the song. And he said, Now he was a friend of Pat's too, you see, that done the shooting, that was going with the girl, do you see? Now he was a friend of Pat's too, you see, that done the shooting, that was going with the girl, do you see? Well, he was at a place called the Aqueduct, away up here where the canal goes over the lagging. And he was coming back with a gun, and he seen this white thing going up, and he thought it was a swan. And it was behind the bushes, and he shot, and he went over. It was his sweetheart, Molly Bond, you see, that he had shot. And he came home in a terrible state, you see, told him what he had done. They'd have to get him to America out of the road because, says he, the bands and the band laveries, he said, my life they'd swear away. Anyway, that's a lot of information for an introduction to a song, so why don't we actually have a listen to a recording? First up, I'm going to play a fine version of the song by John McGuire of Ross Lee, County Fermanagh. And in this, he refers to Molly as Molly Bond Lowry, so staying true to the historical name. But instead of referring to Kilwarlan, he calls her the Pride of Athlone. Let's 
That's what it sounds like to me. That's what he's saying anyway. And this is recorded by Robert Morton in 1972. Be aware of late fouling when what happened of late. It was Molly Bon Lowry and a hard was her fate. She been coming from her uncle's when a shower came on. Went on the rag-green bush, the shower to shone. With her apron all around her, I took her for a swan. But to my misfortune, I shot Molly Bunn. I stepped up to her with me gun in my hand. My limbs they grew feeble and my eyes could not stand. I wiped her fair temple till I found she was dead. And a fountain of tears for my darling I shed. I ran home till my father with me gun in my hand. Saying, Father, dear father, do you know what I done? I shot Molly Bon Lowry. The pride of a throne, that lovely will I'll see, I intended my own. She been coming from her uncle's when a shower came on. She went on the rag-green bush, the shower to shone. With her apron all around her, I took her for a swan. But to my misfortune, I shot Molly Bunn. I'll bespoke my old father, his old locks were grey. Oh, son, dear son, you do not go away. Don't leave your own country till the sizes comes on. You ne'er will be hanged for shooting a swan. Oh, the day of her funeral, it was a grand sight, till she four and twenty of them, and them all the rest in white, bore her on their shoulders, laid her in her clay, they turned their bikes and they all walked away. But take four and twenty of them 
Fatimal in a row, and her beauty shines round them like a fountain of snow. Now, since it's decreed for that I was her doom, that I was her butcher instead of her groom. There is no other breathing that air I will take. I will travel this world, my soul for to make. Now I'd say the next three versions of the song are connected. They all have the same air. First one I'm going to play is by Elizabeth Cronin. Um, the second one from Seamus Ennis and the third by Robin Roberts. Now I don't know the particular details behind these songs but I mean it's not beyond the realms of imagination that Seamus Ennis could have learned it off Elizabeth Cronin and Robin Roberts could have learned it off Seamus Ennis but I'm just going to play these next three in a row um yeah lovely singing here it's a lovely version um all of these versions are written down before me as Molly Bond. Jimmy went out falling now it is gone my son Falling all day, as you may understand. His sweetheart being out walking, he took her for a swan. And he shot his molly barn in the sitting of the sun. Jimmy went home, and it is gone, my son. Sad and broken hearted as you may understand. Saying, Father, dearest Father, you know what I have done. I have shut my molly barn in the sitting of the sun. Then up and spoke his father, all was locks were grey. Saying, son, dear son, do not think you're going away. And stay in this country until your toil is on, and you never will be hanged for the shooting of a swan. And Molly, dearest Molly, you are my giant heart's delight. And if you had lived where I'd make you, you my bride. But now as you are gone to me, sail away and mourn, and soon I will be following my own Molly Bon. It was in three weeks after, to her father she appeared, saying, Father, dearest father, don't think you shoot, my dear. My white apron being around me, he took me for a swan, and he shot his molly barn, and the sitting on the sun. Jimmy went falling with his dog and his gun, falling all day until the night it came on. He met with his true love and took her for a swan. 
But oh, and alas, it was his own Malibon. Jemmy ran home with his gun in his hand, sad and broken hearted, as you may understand, crying, Father, dear Father, if you knew what I have done. I have shot my Mollybon by the setting of the sun. Then out bespoke the father, although his locks were grey, saying, Son, dearest son, do not think of going away. Stay in this country till your trial it comes on, and you shall never die for the loss of a swan. It was in three months afterwards to her uncle she appeared, crying, Uncle, dear uncle, do not think to shoot, my dear. My white apron being around me, as he took me for a swan, but alas, to his sad grief, it was his own Mullibon. Molly, you were my story, my joy and heart's delight. If you agree with me, I'd make of you my wife. You are the pride of this country, the rose of them all. And soon I will follow you, my own Malibon. Jamie went falling with his dog and his gun. Falling one evening, just as the night came on, he met his untrue love and took her for a swan, and he shot his Molly Bond by the light of the sun. Now one more thing I want to mention while we're on Irish versions of the ballad is that many people have written about connections between the plot of this song and Irish mythological stories of people shape-shifting or transforming into swans. Stories like the Children of Lear, which we all learned in school about the four siblings that are turned into swans. 
Now, a lot of people have rebutted this particular argument by pointing out that in most versions of the song, there is no actual transformation of a person into a swan. There's just a mistaken identity. And that this is a typical example of just that age-old thing of people trying to place mythological significance onto songs that are just not there. Um, now, in fairness, I do think that maybe there could be a link in people's subconsciousness who are familiar with these stories and the song but that's that's really it um as the scholar jonathan leiter pointed out i thought this is a really good point he said that when the song was self-evidently only a vulgar street ballad editors thought it was junk but as soon as it was forced into expressing a hypothetical anglo-irish swan maiden myth it became especially prized and i think that's something to keep in mind um quite instructive but there is, interestingly, another mythological connection, and I think this one might be a little bit more valid, and this is the classical myth of Cephalus and Procris. Now, Procris was a huntress who had a dog that never failed to catch its quarry, and also a dart that never missed its mark. She gave both of these to her husband Cephalus, who then went out hunting in the dusk. Procris suspected that he was going to see a mistress or a lover and she put on a camouflage robe and went out after him. Now she was hiding in a thicket or a bush and the dog detected her and Cephalus mistook her for a deer. He cast the dart at her and killed her and after this he was banished for her murder and haunted by her ghost. So I think there's a definite parallel in this story. Um, it even has like the revenant and stuff in the end. So like knowing how the plots of folk tales and folk narratives can endure in many different forms throughout the ages and in different countries all over the world, I don't think that this similarity is accidental. There could definitely be a connection there, although like proving this and parsing it out is going to be a different story altogether. But I wouldn't be surprised to learn that there is some connection there, even if it's just a case of stories being so old and well known like it's i mean pretty common knowledge now that stories of classical greece and classical rome were known to people in ireland via the hedge school masters you know people people were very well versed with this kind of material so i don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility but anyway next up i'm going to play a version that you might have come across this is maybe the most well-known version um, over here in Ireland anyway, but this is one that was recorded by the Dubliners in 1968. Oh, come all you late fowlers That follows the gun Beware of night's rambling By the setting of the sun Beware of an accident Has happened of late It was Molly Bon Larry And sad was her fate She'd been gone to her uncle's When a star of it came on She drew under a green bush The shower with her white apron wrapped around her He took her for a swan Took aim and alas It was his own Molly Bon 
Oh, young Jimmy ran homeward with his gun and his dog, saying, Uncle, oh, Uncle, I have shot Molly Bond. I have killed that fair female, the joy of my life. But I'd always intended that she would be my wife. Oh, young Jimmy Randlin, do not run away. Stay in your own country till your trial it comes on. Why, you'll never be convicted or the shooting of a swan. Well, the night before Molly's funeral, but a ghost it did appear, saying, Uncle, dearest Uncle, I let young Jimmy run clear. It'd been late of an evening, well, he took me for a swan, took him and alas, he killed his own. Now all the girls of this country They seem to be glad Now the flower of Glenara Molly Bond, she lies dead Get all the girls of this country And stand them into a row Molly Bond won't shine among them like a fountain of snow. Now, another odd Irish version I'm going to play next. I found this one on a blog called Old Tapes from the Attic. And these were recordings from the late 80s and early 90s made in Dublin and um, nearby areas that someone found in their mother's attic. They're basically on cassettes and dat tapes. And this was a band called The Swinging Swine. Now, I've never heard of this band before, but I think maybe Donald Lunny might have had something to do with the recording or the production or something like that. But anyway, this is Molly Bond by The Swinging Swine.
Now, despite Robert Jameson's early versions from Scotland and a published version from 1793, this particular song didn't seem to survive in the Scottish tradition for whatever reason, but there are plentiful English versions. Now, Harry Cox of Yarmouth, Norfolk, who we've had played on this show plenty of times, sang this ballad as The Fowler. Um, he recorded this in 1947, and it, it came out on a number of like anthologies and different recordings. But um, yeah, see what you think of this. This is Harry Cox. So come all you young sportsmen who carry a gun. I will have you go home by the light of the sun. For young Jimmy was a fowling, was a fowling alone. When he shot his own true love in the room of a swan. So the first he went to her and found it was she. He was shaking and trembling, his eyes scarce could see. So now you are dead, love, and your sorrows are over. thee well, my dear Polly, I shall see you no more. Then home went young Jim with his dog and his gun. Saying, Uncle, dear Uncle, have you heard what I've done? Cursed it be this old gunsmith that made me this gun. For I've shot my own true love in the room of a swan. Then out come bold uncle with his log singing grey, saying, Jimma, dear Jimma, don't you run away. Don't you leave your own country till the trial comes on. For you ne'er shall be hanged for the crime you have done. So the trial came on and pretty Polly appeared, saying, Uncle, dear Uncle, let Jim go clear. For my apron was wrapped around me when he took me for a swan. And his poor heart lay bleeding for Polly his own. Another version now from a traditional English singer who was no stranger to fire drawn air. This is the English gypsy Phoebe Smith who sang the song as Molly Vaughan. So you see the name in England begin to change. It's no longer Molly Bond, but obviously Bond not making any sense. Um, in Irish, it means a fair-haired woman. Usually when it, the, the name of a colour comes after someone's name, it's referring to the colour of their hair. So Molly Bond would be fair-haired Molly, but in England, the Bond, obviously making no sense to singers and English speakers over there, became Vaughan, the proper second name. 
so anyway, this recording, it was made in Phoebe Smith's home in Melton, Woodbridge, Suffolk in 1969. And this is on a really great topic anthology called O'er His Grave, The Grass Grew Green, as well as on Phoebe Smith's own album, Once I Had a True Love, um, which came out in 1970. So here we go, Molly Vaughan. As I went a shooting to a shower came on with a rape run bound around her, taking her for a swan and through my sad misfortune I shot my own Molly Vaughan Molly Vaughan dear I love you my own art delight and it's there for you were alive I would have wed you this night it were on to Like lightning did flow, dearest uncle, dearest uncle, for it's what shall I do? It is I shot my own Marley Vaughan. Stay in your own native country and on By the lowers of this land, there were judges and jury, and as no Like a 
fountain of snow. There were judges and juries saying anger must be. She said, don't you hang my true love for my true love loved me. And now moving on through time to the more, I suppose, revival singers. This is a really lovely version up next from Anne Briggs. She recorded this in 1964 on her LP, The Hazards of Love. And again, she called it Polly Vaughan. Come all you young fellows that handle a gun Beware how you shoot when the night's coming on For young Jimmy met his true love He mistook her for a swan And he shot her and killed her By the setting of the sun As Polly was walking All in a shower of rain She sheltered in a green bush Her beauty to save With her apron thrown over her He mistook her for a swan And he shot her and killed her By the setting of the sun Then home ran young Jimmy With his dog and his gun Crying, Uncle, dear Uncle Have you heard what I done? I met my own true love I mistook her for a swan And I shot her And killed her By the setting of the sun Then out rushed his uncle With his locks hanging grey Crying, Jimmy, oh dear Jimmy, don't you run away. Don't leave your own country till the trial do come on. shooting of a swan All the girls of this country They're all glad 
that we know to see young polyphone brought down so could take them crocodiles and set them in a row and her beauty would outshine them like a fountain of snow well the trial wore on and Polly's ghost did appear Crying, uncle, dear uncle Let Jimmy go clear For my apron was thrown round me He mistook me for a swan And he never would have shot his own polyvon.
the Foro Collective there um, that was recorded a number of years ago it's a really great version and up next I'm going to play another modern version this one from a favourite of mine Marley and in his notes to this song he thanks Shirley Collins for giving him permission to use the air to the song um, Shirley Collins if you go back and listen to her versions of the song she recorded it three different times um, and composed her own air for it which is it's deadly Shirley Collins what a legend but uh, this is Marley Oh. 
So in the American oral tradition, this song was known under a load of different names. There was Molly Van, Molly Vaughn, Molly Banding, Molly Vanders, Molly Vonder, Mo- Molly Benden, Molly Bonder, Polly Bond. Um, and it's interesting that, the, the, I mean, it's been noted many times in the US because any reports I've read of this kind of thing happening in real life, always seems to be in the states where it happens during deer hunting season where somebody will mistake an actual person for a deer and shoot them and kill them now despite all the different names we have for this song and all the different kind of reports we have and despite the fact that it was published on broadsides as early as 1810 i haven't come across any recordings of actual traditional singers performing versions of it but uh, i do have a number of like bands and revival bands and stuff singing it but rather surprisingly the first time it was recorded in the US was in 1962 by a group called the Dillards and it was the b-side to their first single and this actually like most US folk fans this is what I've read think that the Peter Paul and Mary version of the song was the first one but the Dillards brought this out at least a year earlier and the Peter Paul and Mary version actually sounds like they could have been like directly copying it from the Dillards but anyway I'm going to play those two versions in a row first up the Dillards then Peter Paul and Mary and both of these songs are called Polly Vaughn Convicted for what you have done. For 
his true love was slain. He wept bitter tears, but his cries were all in vain. As he looked on the lake, a swan glided by, and the sun slowly sank in the gray of the sky. She'd her apron wrapped about her, and he took her for a swan. And it's so version of the song this one surprisingly from australia now this was sung by a woman called sally sloan i mentioned sally sloan singing in the three-part podcast i made all about the history of the wild rover but sally sloan was from hunter valley new south wales and a lot of songs were recorded from her by john meredith in 1956 and apparently a lot of her repertoire was passed down from her Irish grandmother who was called Sarah Alexander and who left County Kerry in 1838. So this is Sally Sloan with Molly Bond Lavery and that's going to be the last version of the song I'm going to play on this episode. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I hope you, I mean this, I didn't really know much about this song so I've learned quite a lot. Um, I'm really enjoying as well looking into ballads that weren't included in child's collection for whatever reason um yeah and sorry again about the delay i'll be back next week with a brand new episode hope you're all keeping well out there uh keep it real take care of yourselves and until next time good luck